Thanks for tuning in to It's Just a Transit. This is an adult podcast where we talk about adult things and sometimes we may even use some adult words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to It's Just a Transit. I'm Josh Sterling, Space Daddy here, and we are here today to talk about like one of my favorite seasons of the year because it's spring, and that means it's tourist season. So I've got our usual um, co-hostesses with the most assist with me today, Miss Jenny Overton and Miss Amanda Hansen. Uh, Jenny, how are you doing today? I couldn't be any better unless... Yay. I don't know. I just can't be any better. I think we're just having like a really good week so far. I think, you know, with all that's going on recently, everything's just kind of gravy. It's gravy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Shit's finally happening. Moving. What about you, Amanda? How's your week going? Uh, my week's going really well. It's been really productive and I'm staying on top of things and I don't know, I'm in a great mood and we're recording this on a on scorpio full moon so love the energy yes the pink suit or super pink moon oh it makes me feel so gay just saying it and and, and so i'm happy for that reason um we also have one more amazing lady with us today uh miss ashley scaleri a good friend of mine and amanda's from our time that we've spent um uh with Eliza kelly working with her learning about astrology um ashley is a nurse and we got to know her in the constellation club with Eliza, um like through honestly through like covid check-ins um but i'm glad that you're here checking in with us today how are you ashley I am doing gravy. I thought that was the perfect way to describe how you're doing during tourist season. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> On everything. Smothered and yeah. covered. Oh, my God. And I, that is the tourist motto if there ever was one. <laughs> yes. And I am so thankful to be here. And I'm so happy to know you guys and to have met you and to be a part of this awesome podcast. Yeah, you're seriously, seriously one of our favorite people. Like you're the like my favorite cheerleader, and um, yeah, it's it's just an honor to have you on the podcast and to have a fucking Taurus to talk about because, like, we can't just go with my moon. We have to actually have you know a real Taurus to shoot the shit with. So um, speaking of Amanda, um, actually has a surprise for you because she did some research. And she wanted to find out what matched your sun, moon, and rising. Um, so why don't you tell the folks, our listeners, our transitors, uh, what that is? Yeah. Ashley, your big three. So I am a Taurus sun, Scorpio moon, and a Libra rising. So we are celebrating not only my uh, solar return, but my lunar return is today. So um, those are my wow. big three, yeah. That's awesome. And it's a f- Scorpio full moon year. You have a Scorpio full moon in your chart. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> and like, and we've both known you for a while, and you were like a textbook Taurus in my book. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, All my siblings are Tauruses, so I fell in love with you immediately. I mean, that's honestly the reason that I was so attracted to astrology was because I don't think I could possibly be any more of a Taurus. Um, and I think also having my son conjunct Jupiter kind of just brought that out so much. And I and still having my Libra as my chart or Venus as my chart ruler, it's kind of just all there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are incredibly Venusian. So let's find out what else you might be like or who else you might be like. Amanda, what did uh, what'd you come up with her um, Sun, Moon and Rising matches? So... You know, I was kind of jealous because when I looked up mine originally, like, I only knew who one person was, but, like, you actually have a few people who, like, I know who they are. You might know who they are. I don't know. We'll find out. First one that came up is Harper Lee, which is the author to the novel To Kill a Mockingbird, so I thought that was fun. Um, (laughs) I think the title right there is Perfectly Taurus Scorpio. (laughs) Yes. I knew a drag I knew a drag queen once named Tequila Mockingbird. Perfect. Ar- arguably arguably better. <laughs> Love that. Uh, the next one that shares your big three is uh, Craig Ferguson, which he's in a lot of things, TV host, uh, comedian, author, actor, uh, best known for CBS uh, late night talk show, the late night show with Craig Ferguson. Um well known also for being playing uh, Nigel Wick on the Drew Carey show and the voice of Gobbler on How to Train a Dragon and then also a host for a name for name game. I don't know. I never watched any of these things, but I recognize his face. I don't know if you recognize him. At oh, all. yeah. I used to so. love the Drew Carey show. Um, and I think it's just hilarious. I use a voice of Gobbler as a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i i thought that was too good not to mention yeah so. <laughs> like a, fa- a famous ginger he's gingerific yeah. i think That's and um, we also have uh noah uh monk uh who plays a character named gibby on iCarly. i never watched that show but yeah i'm not familiar but i'm interested yeah <laughs> way younger than me or older than me. yeah <laughs> No, I, de- oh, I, de- you know I never I mean. watched it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got it. Um, but then with your sun and your moon, so Taurus sun, Scorpio moon, uh, we have Hunter Parrish, who plays Silas Botwin in the show Weeds. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, we also have Daniel Sharman, who plays uh, Isaac Leahy on Teen Wolf, Cole Michelson on the originals, Troy Otto on Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know if you watched any of those or not. Um, I personally am a big fan of Cole Michelson on the originals and Vampire Diaries, so I love to see it. Same. Yeah, I, I actually really know him from Vampire Diaries as well. I love that. I'm going to do my yes. research. Oh my gosh, you haven't watched the Vampire Diaries? It is the worst. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a Taurus. Like you would, you would, you would like that. I'm here for that. You would. You totally would. We also have Bono from U2. Yeah. Uh, you may have already known this, but Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to touch How on... How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, I'd like to touch on Bono with the Scorpio moon just casually creeping in your iTunes and dropping off CDs. <laughs> 100. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Jenny, you, you just killed Jenny. Yeah. Oh Jenny, um, it's okay. You can so breathe. Bad. So, like... 
that is one of yeah, the most offensive you? things of all time and it still cracks me up and that is like a running joke that i have with people where like i will tell them like i'm gonna be in your life like bono in your itunes like yeah he's, yeah omnipresent and i think that yeah. also with the mark zuckerberg with facebook i you can constantly creep on people forever the same scorpio moon kind of energy and then you know the way that he is led to business i think is very taurian and yeah yeah definitely so then we also have uh Eowyn Coffer, who is the author of the foul adventure so artemis foul um we also have tori spelling who is most popularly known for playing donna martin on beverly hills 90210 which but i watched like a million other things all through high school like that was the shit like that's what we watched like that's what i got together with my girlfriends and like watched um every single week and funny story she got that role because her father also a taurus uh was the the director Mm -hmm. or producer so side note my dad's also a taurus but um with the tori spelling thing what i actually was thinking of is and also in scorpio moon and with the eighth house being things that you inherit so it's kind of she was brought into this role so i'd be interested to see her whole chart with that yes that was some astro insight yeah, now I'm now we're gonna have to look at <laughs> sometime. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm like very intrigued by that idea. I also love Tori Spelling. Uh, next on the list, we do have uh, Clark Duke, who is in Kick Ass, uh, Sex Drive, The Hot Tub, Time Machine, and uh, plays Clark Green in The Office. So I didn't know who that was, so I quickly looked him up, and I actually think he's hilarious, especially in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yes, I agree. I had to, like, look into it, too, and I was like, yes, that is actually, I love that. <laughs> it makes yeah. so much sense. And then we also have uh, Kelly <laughs> no, Plan, I, I, who... I want to double back to the titles of the movie. Kick-Ass, Sex Drive, Hot Tub Time Machine. I think that is in the embodiment of Taurus Sun Scorpio Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the embodiment of like, okay, I do this one thing really good, so let's keep doing it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. And then uh, the last person I found that like I knew, I don't know if you would know, I know that you and I have similar tastes in music, but Kellen Quinn, who is the, the lead singer to the the emo band Sleeping with Sirens. I am not familiar, but another one I'm definitely going to look at. You should, because when I, now that I know that, whenever I listen to their songs, I'm like, this is so Taurus and so Scorpio at the same fucking time. It's wild. So I think that you would enjoy it. I'm assuming you put a song from them on the Taurus playlist. I would assume. Sure did. Sure did. All right. So if you don't know who that is, Transitors, check check the playlist. We got you covered. Which you will only be able to access if you are at our very affordable three dollar rising tier. Oh on our shit, Patreon. that's right. It is on Patreon, but yeah, but it is a good playlist. It, it's it's really good. Um, and then for I found a few people that have Taurus Sun Libra Rising like you. Uh, we have Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I absolutely stand The Rock, always have, since before I knew we actually have the same exact birthday. Um, and there's a lot of chart similarities. Um, and so whenever um, he comes up, I always like to say that we have the same athletic ability. Um, 
But I think if all I needed, I guess, was like a Capricorn moon, and then maybe I would have been the rock. <laughs> okay, so do you do you have an affinity for like professional wrestling? Uh, when I was younger, I absolutely loved it. I too, me too. That is so funny. I didn't know we had that in common. Yeah. That's crazy. I used to watch it every week. I was totally into the whole freaking story. It was like my stories. Like yep. we watched it as a fucking family. <laughs> like as a family, watched watched like WWE or WWF every week. And um, it, that's just funny to me because um, a, a book that really has stuck with me that I, I read was Madame Claire Boyant's Guide to the Stars. And she refers to Taurus as the wrestler in that book. Oh. And it's such an amazing, like an accurate archetype for who a Taurus really, really is, which we'll get into really in a minute. But like... Um, wrestlers are like they're strong but they only work when they have to work otherwise they're like chill mm-hmm. you know it's like they they care about what they look like their costumes are like are, are like the, what they perceive as beautiful it shows off their body which is their work of art it's like the most Venusian shit but also like the most like yeah like Taurus male stuff but it's really it's interesting yeah so I read early on in um, in a book that Taurus is the drag queen of the zodiac, and kind of always <laughs> done up and dolled out. <laughs> so that makes I love sense. that too. It's a masculine form, yeah. a more masculine form, if you will, of um, being a drag queen is being this wrestler. <laughs> I so agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We what... also have Stevie Wonder. How do you feel about that, Ashley? <laughs> Uh, I did not know that. I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I when I listen, do you have yeah. musical? Do you have musical ability? Uh, I can carry a tune barely. I love karaoke. I will. You can definitely always yeah. find me singing, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> and the last person that I have on this list is Miles Heiser, um, who is in Thirteen Reasons Why and Love Simon. So I don't know if you're familiar with with him at all. Not. I think I might be, but not offhand. 13 Reasons Why he's the, I don't know how to say it without it being like super dark, but I guess it's a super okay. dark show. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you, you, no you spoilers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's... is there anybody else on, is there any Tauruses that come to mind when you, uh, when, when you think about it or is there anybody on that list that sticks out for you, Ashley? Uh, definitely The Rock um, is, you know, somebody i've always kind of seen and i mean his icon he had like his whole under armor um line that he has all of that he's used the bull as a symbol so i love telling people we have the same birthday when i talk about astrology and i'm like yeah why do you think he chose that symbol and then people are blown away by that and um he i was, love that yep and he was in a movie with like it was called hobbs and shaw and the other main actor, the name escapes me right now, but he was a Leo. So the main branding that was involved with this movie and in like their scenes had a bull and a lion throughout like a lot of their uh, branding. It's funny how when you start to learn astrology, like you see those like symbols and associations everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like you see that stuff with other Tauruses that use like a Taurus symbol or you see that with like. Um, the colors that they choose are like it definitely the rock is like 
such a fucking Taurus and is like that as a wrestler, is like that as an actor. Everything about his energy is that. So um, let's look at some other facts that make Tauruses Tauruses. Um, so first and foremost, like when we say like time frame, like April 20th to May 20th is like a rough guesstimate, you know, because the sun, it, it could be the 19th, it could be the 21st. I've seen it listed in that range. So the sun does not always return to the same point on the exact same day every year. It's, it's roughly the same though. Um, it's ruled by Venus. Uh, this is a fixed earth sign. This is the most grounded sign of the zodiac because it is fixed and it is earth. Um, do you, do you feel like you're a grounded person? I feel like I'm a stubborn person. Yeah, no, I'm definitely very grounded. But that, See, <laughs> we try not to even, like, go there because that's what, like, Taurus gets labeled as. But, like, but she's it's hard allowed to ignore to. it. <laughs> I can yeah. take it there. I'll Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, it's polarity is negative or more masculine energy. Uh, the I statement for Taurus is I have. Um Body parts are ears, neck, nose, throat, thyroid, and vocal cords. We know you like to sing. Any of the rest of that feel like it's yeah. a zone for you? Um, definitely neck. Um, for me, it's always a problem area that I've had like muscle pain and issues with that. Like if it's where I carry tension, um, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, nose is just something I've been self-conscious about. So I didn't, I actually did not know nose, uh, vocal cords. I think it's interesting that there are so many like powerhouse, uh, Taurus singers. I don't know about ears. Oh, I so I agree with that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I think ears possibly too may just be like the associations of the horns of the bull, um, which is interesting. Like the, the glyph itself um, the horns represent virility, fertility, while the bull represents a composed reserve of power, self-control, and poise. So that's where the symbol comes from and how it relates to the sign. And then the origin of Taurus um, actually comes from the Babylonians, um, who called Taurus the bull of heaven. The story of the bull of heaven is told in the Epic of Gilgamesh that was first written around 2100 BCE. And according to the tale, the bull was created to serve Ishtar, who was the Babylonian goddess of love, sex, beauty, and fertility. Who does that sound like? Me. Well, yeah, but also <laughs> Venus, right? So, like, Venus... <laughs> Ven Sorry, Venus was the Roman... <laughs> well, I was going to say it, but I was like, no, hold back, not your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Venus is um, is like the what would have been the Roman like the same or the association that the Romans made to those same things. So very interesting that like it came from a Venusian um, goddess from Babylonians before Venus was even a, a thing that anybody knew about. So um, I thought that was neat. Flowers and plants associated with Taurus. Uh, my favorite, of course, which is also like the big mama of all the flowers for Venus is uh, roses. Um, we also have foxglove, violets, poppies, and primula, uh, which is probably the first bouquet that I would give to somebody. I was just going to say that makes a way better <laughs> bouquet than the others that we've gone over. Like, hands down, much better. 
Um, the tree associations were really interesting with Taurus. Um, they're apple and pear. And the juice in folklore represents the potency of the bull. So drinking apple juice is supposed to make you strong like bull, apparently. I don't know. Herbs, traditionally herbs for menstrual and digestive concerns. Because you got to figure you're uh, ruled by Venus and then the throat is part of um, the body parts that are associated with Taurus. But uh, these would be herbs like mint, thyme, and catnip. The birthstone is emerald. The metal is copper. Does it come to a surprise, as a surprise to you that the tarot card associated with Taurus would be the Hierophant? I don't know. I don't think it's surprising. I mean, I kind of enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I do too. I feel like, um, I mean, you definitely feel the fixed energy. You definitely feel from the higher event, like this sense of structure and stability and like, like doing what needs to be done, but also like fucking royalty. Cause he's like a cardinal or like a priest or something. Right. So like he's, yeah, I just think that that's great energy for like the, the whole thing. Yeah. I was going to touch on the regality and going into the royal family and how many Tauruses are throughout their lineage. <laughs> so I think it's kind oh of... Oh my God, that's true. Yeah, Leo kind of, you know, tries to take that royal title, but Taurus is like, no, we're here and we're here to stay. <laughs> we, we, uh, we're regal too, but we're just going to be chill about it. <laughs> well, it's like you think Leo would have a flashy army, but Taurus would have like the barricades and the castle and the moat and like all the shit. It's like, um, try to get to me yeah. and then we'll fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, please expend your energy while I sit here and eat grapes. Yeah. <laughs> say, the, the kitchen's fully stocked. <laughs> we are good to go. 100. <laughs> so, um, Miss Jenny Deer. You want to tell us about um, some Taurus celebrities? Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, it's funny you should mention like popular names that we're used to hearing that might be known as Tauruses, which during every one of these episodes, we love to really like run through some of the actors or singers or personalities that people can relate to, to kind of like get a feel for Taurus. And so um, I love going through them. And some of the actors that I wanted to touch base on include popular names like Jessica Alba, George Clooney, Channing Tatum, Megan Fox, Tina Fey, Robert Pattinson, one of my personal faves, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like we already said, uh, David Beckham, our girl Carmen Electra, Jessica Lange, Gigi Hadid. We've also got Jack Nicholson, Jet Li, Renee Zellweger, um, but we also have some fun singers and musicians like Maggie Rogers, Barbara Streisand, Lizzo, Cher, Willie Nelson, Janet Jackson, Patrick Stumpf, Lily Allen, Kelly Clarkson, Kehlani, Adele, Buster Rhymes, Jojo Siwa, Sam Smith, Travis Scott, Lance Bass, Shirley Temple, and Ella Fitzgerald. And... If that list of musicians wasn't fun enough for our Taurus people, we've got our like others category that I love to talk about. And that includes people like Cory Booker, William Shakespeare, Melania Trump, John Oliver, Michael Moore, Aaron Spelling, Betty Page, John Waters, Gigi Gorgeous, and like you mentioned, Queen Elizabeth II. 
So yes. obviously this is like a massive list of tourist people. Are there any people on there that make you kind of like think, oh, those are people I definitely relate to or like, oh, I didn't know that person was a Taurus. Um, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I think when it comes to singers, Adele, Lizzo, um, you've got Kelly Clarkson. So these are all women who um, have such strong vocal cords, but also um, really speak to a lot of body positivity. I feel like, and have been yes. through their, their ups and downs. There's a few more in there. Um, it, but I think that is like prevalent, even with Janet Jackson and Cher and, and Barbara Streisand going back to the drag queen thing. <laughs> uh, I think that the, the list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. That is, I think you just like, you kind of blew my mind with like all of the like similarities between all of them. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. I, to- I so agree. I just think that all of the artists on the list are so Taurus. Yeah. Like, you can see it. <laughs> Willie Nelson's just, you know, chilling, doing his thing. <laughs> oh, I love Willie Nelson so much. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that is a lot of fun, you know, Taurus characters that we can, like, look at and try to identify similarities in to try and kind of, like, round out what kind of people Taurus people are but like one of the things that we love to also talk about is what kinds of things foods or places make these zodiac types you know tick and for Taurus we have you know a bunch of fun foods some things and vacation ideas as well as a movie I know Josh was really excited to put this one in um it's like disney we have to do disney on the podcast (laughs) if there's a disney association it's going in the podcast right and that's what i was gonna say (laughs) if you want if you want to talk about ferdinand our boy ferdinand over there like it is a very tourist story and that's definitely something that i think like people would love to hear about do you want to do you want to touch base on that one i just yeah like the the disney i it might have been disney pixar um I don't know. The one where all of the um, human characters look like the same character. That one. Um, whoever produces that. But uh, it's like, I don't know. He, he's laying in a, he's supposed to be like a, like a matador bull, like a bull for a bullfight. And he ends up um, liking grazing in the flowers more than being a, a bullfight bull. And so he breaks free of the bullpen and like runs away to the meadow where he like grazes for the rest of it. Like it's such a good story. Like, especially at its core, it'll totally make you cry. Um, because the whole story is about him, you know, doing what he wants to do and not what Saturn makes him do. That is it's really good. It's extremely Turian. It's like, you know, the bull's going to charge, but, like, only when you just keep provoking it. Like, we really just want to kind of hang out here and do our thing. I don't want to come at you with my horns, but if you're going to keep waving this thing in my face, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that fully checks out. I think when compiling our list of, like, foods and vacations and things for Taurus, like, it was very easy to identify these things because, like, Taurus being so fixed and so grounded in so many ways like the things that they like are all very kind of consistent and that's not in like a bad way it's just it's like it's almost easily identifiable because it's so um rigid in a very like particular and special way 
Um, we put together the food You don't list. fuck with good taste. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's tried, it's tried and true. <laughs> tried right. and true is like the perfect way to say it. Like for foods, we thought about like bougie, fancy, dressed up dinners. Like loving food, but wanting it to be nice and fancy and like luxury and like dressing up for it and everything. But also snacky snacks. Like is anything more Taurus than like nice, fancy dinners and liking Popcorn. snacky snacks and then like take it one step further breakfast but like breakfast in bed you know like Taurus screams I want food to be presented in a manner of love and I want it to be and someone else to do it <laughs> right exactly and you know that that also talks to like neighborhood specialties so like what makes a special place of it like an area like what is the food of that area like how can I eat that area in like a memory and you know in the snacky snack realm we've got things like ice cream and Taco Bell and like that feels very Taurus and I mean we love Taco Bell here so there's no hate <laughs> on that but we also were talking maybe wines or alcohols and we like couldn't not write down rosé and like Prosecco like you know just like Wines that say I'm drinking with my pinky up, I just want to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy it a lot. And I want to feel fancy while I'm enjoying it. And if you don't like it, leave me alone. (laughs) More for me. (laughs) Right. And, you know, in that same vein, the like the vacation inspiration that we had for Taurus was very similar to like the foods that they like. It was, you know, a French wine tour, like going to Napa and really like experiencing wine, but in that like bougie way, or even going to a a music festival where everything is like bright and big and like spectacular, but also very like on the ground, like music festivals are in nature and it's also like with people and it's like in a like specific place. So that felt very Taurus as well. Um, but local food festivals, including like Epcot, like drink around the world and like eat all the foods of the world, like those are very like tourist inspired, you know, vacations. And then let's be real, maybe just like a luxury spa destination, like going and getting pampered for like a week and like a fancy like hotel with facials and massages and, you know, getting your nails and toes done. And I don't know, I just that screamed tourist to us when we were putting these lists together. Um and like the tourist list of things they like, like all of those things. But additionally, like nice skincare, luxury skincare. I'm seeing a lot of posts right now of people being like, it's tourist season, break out the La Mer. And I'm like, yo, I've never even owned La Mer, but like tourist season is making me feel like I need it. And then, uh, you know, CBD and THC. Do we know earth signs who don't enjoy a good uh, leafy green? <laughs> Like, what'd you what'd you call it taco bowl taco <laughs> bowl yeah yeah taco bowl <laughs> <laughs> a little a little thc and some taco bowl <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you guys really hit the nail on the head with all of these things i think i would summarize it all as epcot um so you're telling me that i can get to the experiences of the world and the foods and drinks of the world all within one little short place that'll be <laughs> that sounds and then I'm going to go and I'm going to eat the leftovers for breakfast in bed. <laughs> exactly. uh, when, we, when, when they put that list together and they said Epcot, I was like, oh my God, that's so Taurus. Because you literally like, 
stop at each place, sit down, rest, eat, drink something, and then you get up and go to another place and you do it again and mm -hmm. you just repeat that cycle. It's like such a tourist thing. And I love that. <laughs> um, I totally agree. Um, also, like, I have to bring up the wine thing because like wine with Pisces, wine is also a very tourist thing. It is a very Venusian thing, but um, it's like Pisces is wine, but like the dreamy part of wine, the experience of wine and Taurus is like the fucking physical reality of wine. Like every Taurus girl in a picture on her phone somewhere has a picture of her with the wine glass in one hand and the bottle in the other. Am I wrong? <laughs> it can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just said that. Ashley's like, there. I probably have one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably have one a week of those. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I also going back to, um, so it's not wine, but it's alcohol. When you think about George Clooney and, and Dwayne, the rock Johnson, they both have their tequilas, which they hold at a very high standard. And it's kind of like, this is something that's going to taste good. And I want it to, be something that you can really enjoy beyond just drinking it's an experience i yeah i love that okay so um let's say you have a personal planet parked in the sign of taurus let's start with the sun which ashley has right here what what other what other planets do you have in taurus i think that you have mercury is there anything else yeah jupiter and Jupiter, right, because Jupiter is conjunct your sun. Mm -hmm. So you're like, you're not just a Taurus, you're extra Taurus. For sure. <laughs> would you say you're extra? Yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> that but, was a great reaction. <laughs> all right. So you're, so Taurus qualities, the best qualities, right, Ashley, um, are reliable, practical, slow and steady, musical, Patient, warm-hearted, loving, persistent, determined, placid, grounded, and permanent. So those are like Taurus Sun keywords, um, positive keywords. And then on the negative side, we've got jealous, possessive, resentful, inflexible, self-indulgent, greedy, and stubborn. How do you feel about that list? Um, unfortunately, I feel that it is very on point. <laughs> if I had to yeah. describe negative qualities about myself, like if this is a job interview and it's like, what things did you, but I would actually never say these things. That's the list right there. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, and, and definitely stubborn is going to be on every tourist list ever. I feel like that's usually the go-to. Um, I mean, you came out both barrels blazing with it when we started the podcast. So um, I think that, that like you're going to get that sort of like fixed energy um, no matter what planet it is that you find in the sign. So that's something that you're going to kind of see just carried through all of the other planets as well. Um, so just the ASC or the rising sign, um, people that have a Taurus rising, it's like Taurus sun but a magnified version of it because when it's your identity when it's who you are when it's your rising sign it's just extra extra Taurus like these people are extra extra because it's like a part of their being their identity like their ego I think also if you have Jupiter conjunct your sun 
you would probably get a similar effect yeah. <laughs> like Ashley. Yeah, and definitely so, um, with also the Venusian uh, rising. But I also, I am surrounded by a lot of Taurus ascendants, in- including my husband. So I can definitely say it's like, it's what they want in the forefront. It's everything that is the best possible characteristics of the Taurus is what they want to bring to the world and enjoy in the world. Absolutely. I think that that is absolutely true and very, very true for a Taurus rising. Um, These, they do not like change. Um, I think that's true for a sun, but extra true for um, a rising impulse is um, like their impulse is to like acquire things like, like acquisition, like to have things, to have status around them, to prove to them that they've done the work that they needed to do and that they deserve the things that are around them. Like that's very Taurus rising. All right. So Taurus moon, Taurus moon. I have a Taurus moon. I have a, I have a Taurus moon. <laughs> so these people, me, definitely, I fit the mold of this. Uh, I have a greater connection to physical needs. That includes food, comfort, music, art, possessions, baths, I've never met a Taurus moon that was like, I hate baths. Um, also, never met a Pisces that said that they hate baths, but it's something we have in common. Maybe that's why I like a Taurus moon. Um, products or ingredients that evoke an emotional connection um, and food can be better than sex for these people. So, like, a, a really a overwhelming emotional response is like, is, is like the best feeling for people with a Taurus moon. Uh, Taurus Mercury, which is what Ashley has, um, also in addition to her son. Uh, for people with Mercury and Taurus, diplomacy could be more important than getting what they want. So they might be a little more apt to like give something to a friend or a loved one, someone they're close to, than than keep it for themselves. Um, they can also like lean on their friends and loved ones. Like they're very deliberate about who they keep around them because they want people that they can lean on for a source of comfort and that they can nurture, like protect these people. It's like they're the bodyguard for these people, which is also very wrestlery if you think about it. Um, they prefer to connect without distraction. Um, these are the people that are like, they would really prefer that you put your cell phone down when you're having a conversation with them so that they know that you're present and here for them and not some other bitch. <laughs> right, wrong? Absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> that literally just makes me think of like times of being on Zoom with Ashley and like I'm doing something like work related, but it doesn't, it's not taking my attention away, but she's like, what are you doing? Where are you right now? <laughs> but here's She'll the, here's me. the, yeah. <laughs> But the kicker is they won't call you on it. If you're distracted by their phone, they're not going to call you on it. But, like, they, they're they taking note. They're taking oh, no, she note calls me it. on it. I think that might, <laughs> that, that might have to do with a lot of my other placements, I think. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I can definitely relate with that emotion and feeling. Why I decided that I need to let you know that. It's probably other things. <laughs> but um, I love what you said about give it to making sure that other people are kind of taken care of like I always remember from a young age my Taurus dad has always said a few things and one of them was that before I even understood what this means is Ashley will give you the shirt off your back I'm like I'm five dad I probably need this shirt but that sounds about right if my friend needs it I'm gonna give it to my friend (laughs) yeah it's like you value communication and so that communication needs to be with people that you trust and that you can rely on because that reflects your nature 
I yeah. love that. Things, uh, things need to make sense for me, which is difficult because my Mercury is in the eighth house. So it's, I'm, I'm very into, you know, everything that is eighth house and, you know, sex, death, occult, the woo woo, all that, that we talk about here, but I, I want it to make sense. Like I have to tangibly see, okay, this is why it checks out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I find you to be, I think it's why you're as smart as you are too. Like you're, you know, a lot about a lot. Um, and I, I'm always blown away by just talking to you about any topic. Like you seem to know a lot of shit about a lot of shit. It's just part of your nature. And I think it's because you don't ever want to be in a situation where you don't know. So you work extra hard to know. Yeah. And no Taurus ever wants to be wrong. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you're like, you don't have to check the receipts because I did my research. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) Um, so people with a Taurus Venus, you got to figure that Venus rules Taurus. So these people are going to be extra sensual, um, appreciate nice things, quality, beauty, um, also um, art, music, and food. Absolutely going to be into that. That's what you're going to do if you're going to wine and dine a Aries. Um, Aries, fuck. Wine and dine <laughs> a Taurus Venus. <laughs> The uh, a Taurus Venus wants to be adored and can charm the pants off of you, probably quite literally. Uh, true, deep, and lasting connection is reserved for a lucky few people. Loving and sensitive to friends' um, needs and desires. So, like anybody that they love, they're going to be really sensitive to those people's needs. But like, fuck the rest, of y'all. Um, appearances can matter too much to somebody that has their venus and taurus because um they're so attracted to things that they're attracted to that if they're not attracted to you like like it becomes very surface so that is a negative with this placement that can get in the way because they're going to be they're going to be attracted to what they find the most attractive and they don't always necessarily consider like the circumstances or the consequences of that People with Mars and Taurus, they are um, actually you have to think of it in terms of like Venus and Mars being like in a relationship in the Zodiac. And so Mars is trying to be his most Venusian for Venus in this placement. So here he is strong, sensuous, um, sexual, determined. Um, He has endurance. Slow and steady wins the race. Um. Mars and Taurus, uh, they conserve their energy until they need it, much, again, like a wrestler. Um, They follow their sexual drives passionately. Maintain a healthy sex life is really important to them. And it's interesting that you said this earlier because I put this in for those with um, their Mars and Taurus. It's like when you mess with the bull, you get the horns. If they like you, they can be very determined to keep you a Taurus Mars. Does that make sense? I mean, oh, yeah. I like they really want to keep you around because they don't want to have to like try to find another one of you. Yeah. Taurus like, put you at- very possessive. And especially in that, it's like, I'm going to collect you like you are, you know, a doll and I'm going to put you on a shelf and this is where you go. And when I'm ready for you, I'm going to, I'm going to get you off that shelf. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like take you home and put you under glass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then we've got 
Taurus Jupiter, which is another one that you share, conjunct your sun. And if anybody is wondering, like, why do they keep saying that? What does that mean? It's like it's a definitely a big benefic aspect to have in your chart because anything that Jupiter is touching, it's expanding. So it's really, really bringing out all of those Taurian qualities, um, I think, for sure, which is why you're the most Taurus person I, I know. And, and I know I'm behaving right now. <laughs> Um, So those with their Jupiter and Taurus are cautious, risk averse people because they want they're going to bet on the sure thing. They're not going to bet. They're not gambling their money. That's their money. Like they're not like not throwing any of it away. So sure thing. Um, They're really stable with their finances. So Jupiter and Taurus is going to help help you, you know, like manage your money, which is a great a great um aspect to have do you feel like you're good with money or found someone that is so i would say given my placements i am someone who has been fortunate enough to be in a situation where it's kind of always fallen into place thankfully like i so i've been i do have my moon in the second house so it's kind of a fluctuating kind of relationship but it is for me i've always found myself able to prevail in that kind of lucky way like not that I don't have, I love not that. that I work or whatever, yeah. but it's definitely things just kind of work out. So I'm thankful. Yeah, for that a lot of resources, honestly. a lot of resources that I found say that those with Jupiter and Taurus, um, it, it helps them attract abundance. So it helps attract abundance into your life, especially probably wherever it lands in your chart. You know, seventh. So. Yeah, yeah, which would make a lot of sense, and so probably your relationship is really fulfilling for you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, or it's very important to you on top of that, you know? Yeah. So um, it is really important for those with Jupiter and Taurus to feel desired. If they don't feel desired, then it can make them feel, or they can, it can make them needy. Um, spending money on them, giving them gifts makes them happy. That's definitely a loved language that these people have. Um, and then... They can be self-indulgent, and that's definitely a trait, but they also care about being diplomatic and friendly to other people and, like, paying that forward. It's very much a part of that, like, um, that that Taurus nature. Um, Saturn. Saturn in Taurus is a focus on security. Uh, They need partners for physical activity to kind of like have someone to depend on to get them to show up. Um, Like it's really good to keep them motivated to just have a partner for that. Um, They have a tendency to rest relationships before they're ready. They have a tendency to compromise too willingly and then regret that compromise later. Um, But they're really persistent in getting the things that they want and charming other people so i think that saturn is kind of a mixed bag which really it is in any with any sign if when you get right down to it and then the last one we've got because there is no neptune or pluto and taurus person alive on earth today um, we're going to talk about uranus uh, which people born with uranus and taurus would have been from 1934 to 1942 so some people's parents um, or grandparents Um, And then 2018 to 2026, which means that we are in the age of Uranus and Taurus um, currently. So these dates coincide with the Great Depression and World War II. And as scary as that sounds, like we just survived a global pandemic um, and are still surviving a global pandemic, which is like 
one of the big reasons that we know you in the first place. And you can see that mirrored in this generation right now because we're dealing with another worldwide crisis um, that's playing out on a global scale. And what comes from these things is we have an opportunity to sort of look at our values and redefine what value means to us and what's valuable to us. So I think that we can definitely look at the pandemic and see how it's made us question our values and then restructure them. Would you agree with that? I absolutely would. And um, I have so many things to say about this because I feel like this is one of the things that I bring up a lot when it comes to people who are astro curious, because a lot of the times, you know, if I know someone and I'm, I'm telling them about the, their, who they are as a person, like, okay, like, well, let me tell you something that's happening on more of a collective right now. What's going on? So back in 2018, before we had the pandemic, I was like, this hasn't happened since we were in the Great Depression last. I'm like, these are the things that it's calling for. And I, sh I showed it to a few friends. And now as these things have been unfolding and we're actually witnessing it, these people are blown away by these more, you know, global um, events that are happening. Like, wow, now I see the importance of astrology. But um, also yeah. when it has to do with technology, uh, it was everything was made to be at home. So now a Taurus is yeah. like, I'm never, I don't want to leave the house. So let's just do everything on Zoom. Let's just create relationships and bonds. Let's just do school from home. Let's do work from home. So it was like we were calling for revelations in the, the technological world. And this is how it played out. I think it was so interesting when it was in Aries, it was all like the, the selfies, the I am, the I want to post my lunch, my breakfast. Like now we're moving on to, okay, how can we stay home and reevaluate this? And my, my last thing I want to go back to was that Harper Lee which, with the Phil Muckenberg was also during the Great Depression, I believe, or was yeah. written about the Great Depression. Yeah. yeah, that is a really good point too. Um, they, the other, the other thing that Uranus is associated with that I that I think about that more modern astrologers have, have come to this association. But uh, like we went through a period when Uranus was in Aries of redefining masculinity and what that means to us as a society. And as Uranus is going through Taurus, we're redefining femininity. And the gender discussion keeps growing and keeps getting bigger and keeps getting expanded, mm -hmm. really. And so our, our understanding of gender is expanding into something that's very new. And I find it very interesting that we go from Taurus season into Gemini season. And Gemini is neither male or female. It's the neutral sex. And so I think that as a society, Uranus is moving us into this more gender fluid society absolutely which is also very aquarius like you were just talking about with technology yeah yeah, yeah so yeah I, uranus blows my mind i don't know that's why i always have to talk a little bit about uranus but it's uranus. Um, maybe because i'm gay no i'm <laughs> <laughs> all right so amanda do you have anything that you wanted to add to any of that or anything that you feel like i could have that i missed no i think that it was great why don't you tell us about houses? Because um, I know that that is where you spent some research time. Yeah. So before I do this, once again, just want to reiterate that this does not mean that you have placements in, like you don't have planets in Taurus in this house, but it is the house that Taurus would rule. Um, so for the first house, um, 
I the first thing that literally came to mind is that do not rush them. They hate to be rushed doing things. Like any tourist, but especially first house. Like do not make them go faster. Um, but very reliable and stable. Probably doesn't want to change their mind easily or even at all. Um, people people feel comfortable around them and they know that they can depend on them. And people also may look to them for advice because they know that they will get a really uh, ground, grounded and <laughs> honest answer. <laughs> I like Groundest. that. Groundest. But you know, I actually, Amanda, I thought you were going to say grounded and earnest. Honest works as well. But I, that's where my mind went with that. I think it kind of still embodies the same. I think, yeah. That's a great word, actually. too. I agree with you. I love that. I like that word. So for second house, I would say that they work really hard and, um, you know, like to have money so they can buy the things they want. The things that make them feel really happy and they can enjoy those things, but also make them feel like secure. Um, and probably aren't one to want cheap things. It's all about the quality versus quantity, right? And probably really practical with finances. They know how to make money and spend it practically, or at least how to make it work. And then third house, uh, probably a hands-on learner and needs something that will, like maybe a visual learner. Uh, I would say that it's easy for them to learn or communicate something that actually matters to them and if they decide to learn something or do something and they find that they actually don't care about that anymore they'll still follow through with it they already started it they're going to be consistent they're going to deliver Um, and playing music while learning or doing something is probably really helpful to keep them grounded and to be focused i would think maybe singers too like i would think third house would be singers or vocalists. Yeah, I can see that. And fourth house, uh, I would say needs to have a home that feels and looks good. Uh, nice things are important to them. Uh, security at home is highly important um, and might spend a lot of money on their family, their house, and the people that they love and care about. Yeah, like I have, mine would be fourth house. So, like, that definitely is true for me. And then your, is your moon in the fourth or no? in the third technically third. so it's like it depends yeah like in in whole sign i'm in the fourth house um but it's like it falls in the third and the fourth in campanus and then it falls in the third for placidus i think so yeah okay it's it jumps all over but the third jumps house right. and the fourth house both make sense for me cool 100 percent. and for fifth house i would say like when going out probably would enjoy going to a restaurant of sorts uh anything for like you know, good food, drinks, going to concerts, museums, something that they can really enjoy that involves your your senses, essentially. Like, whether that's hearing, smelling, taste, you know, visual, all of those things would be something that they really enjoy in some way, shape, or form. And I could also see this person's love language being quality time. And then for sixth house, um, they don't rush through their day-to-day. Like anything that they have to do that's a part of their routine, they're not going to rush through it. Um, Very efficient when it comes to their day job, even if they hate it, but they also need to enjoy what they're doing or they will be lazy and they just won't care about doing the job right or, you know, showing up in the way that they would if they really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, like like finding something that you love doing if you have Taurus as your sixth house is like is key to working with that energy. I totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And then for seventh house, uh, need someone that will help loosen them up a little bit. Um, probably someone. Um, probably need someone who's loyal, stable, secure um, with everything and also with themselves. And don't really take relationships lightly. Um, you are your your whole goal with any kind of relationship is long term. Whether that's a best friend or it is, you know, a romantic partner anything like that um, and you need a partner who will just will be just as serious about the relationship as you are it gives and me actually, um, saturn saturn vibes like like taurus saturn feels very similar to seventh house saturn which would make sense too yeah and then actually your, your sun and jupiter in placidus fall into the seventh house Correct. right yes it's also the ruler of my seventh house oh cool so how do you guys feel about this? <laughs> um, so also being a, a Libra rising, I also I resonate with the really taking relationships like very much to heart, and with my also my obsessive and possessive sun and moon, kind of like being a people collector, but like I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> like I'm not just doing it because I want to have all these people around me. It's like you are something that is of value. Like you, you mean something to me. So I'm going to want to nourish that and relationships are kind of how I've always gotten through life. Like not, you know, romantic, but platonic friends and all these things. It's kind of even going back to the Jupiter thing where I said, sometimes, you know, I feel lucky in the fact that I have been um, fortunate enough to have people who have helped me through my life get to a better place and have people who want me to, to see me succeed. So that would be my relationship with it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't have said that any better if I tried. The the collecting people thing is like a very, very big thing because like I tell people a lot, you can come and go from my life, but like once you're here, like you're here forever and you can leave and like Pisces condition, I'm like, you can give me the shittiest apology ever and you can come back, but like it's because I hold that space for someone like forever. So that feels very like seventh house. Cause like when somebody is serious and they leave, I'm like, I tried so hard. <laughs> like, I loved you so much. Why'd you have to suck? It's such loyal energy, but like, and now that I think about it and you guys both mentioned that you, you both, ha you both have that house is Taurus. Like I totally see the qualities. It's like, like you have always been a cheerleader for me and Amanda very much in the same way that Ashley is like telling like you, you probably you and Ashley have referred me at least of late more recently, like the most, the most business. So it's like, I've had, yeah, a lot of, I've done a lot of readings just as referrals from the two of you. So I think that that is a love language is like showing the person that you value them through your actions. That's real fucking Taurus right there. Yeah, and that's where my yeah. Mars is. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah. Because I would say the same, both of you, you know, refer people to me as well. And like, 
always like show up if I like need something or and a lot of time that's like just like I just need to vent about something you know like you guys always show up and you always like cheer me on on things and I can definitely see those qualities just like Josh said <laughs> in my opinion it's a ride or die placement yeah, yeah. 100 percent we're making stickers <laughs> seventh house ride or die seventh house Taurus I, ride or die i love that what about your favorite house amanda for uh Taurus in the eighth house i would say very good with money but probably not the best with sharing the money um could see it as making them feel uncomfortable because they can't be in complete control of it if they can learn to find a way to feel like they're in control even with sharing that is like a key lesson um you and you just you need to trust the person like you're not going to share with just anybody you have to literally trust that person and could maybe not be the best with transformation only because that requires change um, but once you begin that change you'll follow through with it it's it's like one of those where it's like you know, I don't want, I know that this needs to be fixed because it's broken, but I also don't want anything to change around, if that makes sense. I agree, but I could also see this as a trust fund, maybe, like like from an inheritance, like has a bunch of money from an inheritance that they didn't have to work for. It's in the eighth house, attached to some trauma. I could see that too. Yeah, I would right. agree. I would like that, that house. <laughs> no, well, I, I would like that they, one. I but think. they feel like, but they feel like shit about it. Exactly. There's always, probably. but it came with trauma. <laughs> I, yeah. I know, but that's totally like. I feel like that's the entire story of like David Rose. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That is. It's a. It. I feel like it's a pop off placement too. Like this bitch For is gonna sure. pop off if you piss her off. <laughs> yeah. Which. I mean, he's a very calm character the whole time, but every now and then something gets him and he's like, yeah, he is described as being a Taurus. I don't know if that's actually factual, but I know that that's, yeah, like at least the baggage is going to be like Hermes Birkin bags. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The ostrich bag. (laughs) In the field. Oh God, so good. In the field. Like a tour, a tourist does love a bag. Like for real. Like that's not a joke. There's a reason the drag queen says purse first. <laughs> Wrestling drag queens. That is the takeaway. I feel like this this episode has produced more sticker worthy moments in this episode than it ever has in anything else. Uh, this is fun. I'm feeling my tourist placement. It's cozy. <laughs> Amanda, give us um, give us ninth house, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So for ninth house, I would say that they're pretty traditional about how they learn. So going to college and furthering education right after high school kind of vibes. Um, and even if you find that you don't enjoy learning what you're learning, you're still going to follow through with it until you complete it. It's possible that they also don't really change their religion preferences as they grow older, like some people traditionally would do, or traditionally like these days, right? I think everyone like grows up, you know, being in this religion, but then 
ends up as an adult and not being religious at all or whatever. Um, but I would say too, like when we think of ninth house, sometimes we think of traveling. So I would say traveling is fun for them, but they really have to like where they're going. It has to be something that they're going to really, um, enjoy. It has to be aesthetically pleasing and also relaxing, (laughs) or at least don't rush them through, you know, don't have a million things that you want to do and expect them to like run around that town that you're visiting, you know, like it has to be kind of leisure. This, this, uh, this house would be very like lifetime student to me as well. Like you could fall into the category of like being so comfortable with the routine of going to school that you never want to stop going to school. Like that life, like a lifetime student. I've known a lot of people like that. Yeah, I could see that. Or even falling into education for the stability and just kind of continuing with what you know. So I would think there would be like yeah. teachers, like 10th house Taurus would be like, I could see that being teachery. What do you think uh, for 10th house? I could see him like turning it into a career. You know what I'm saying? Like I think of it as like, liking school so much that they decided to teach it seems like a tourist thing to me i don't know i could totally see that um because when i think of 10th house for tourists i think of like i think that this person needs to be in charge of of something or someone so being a teacher like you are in charge of you know your class you have to manage all of that um because i could see them really needing to just be some sort of boss they need to have some sort of control on what they do with work and um it's just because like they like things to be a certain way and they don't want to be rushed again because they want to approach the things that they want to achieve and they want to do it like their way and the way that they think is going to be the most stable for them and for like their future so agree it's like they have to make the schedule yeah i could see them as being their own boss and doing something that is kind of tangible like maybe even like construction or building or something that is I'm in charge of my own schedule and I'm doing something that's hands-on and I'm building something and I yeah and I'm getting value from that absolutely I definitely agree with that for 11th house I would say that these people prefer quality versus quantity um, in their friendships long-term friends versus short-term friends And they need their friendships or their community to feel secure. And it's funny, like you would think that I would have thought about this, but after I like wrote this out, I realized like, oh wait, that's, that's me because I don't have any Taurus planets, but I do have Taurus ruling my 11th house. And that's definitely how I feel like, you know, my friends are my family and like, I do keep them long-term and, and that's just how it goes. And I choose people who do make me feel secure and comfortable. That feels really in tandem with the seventh house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think that's kind of your aggressively nurturing. I think it's, (laughs) I want you to be the best version of yourself and I want quality around me in my community. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Sounds like me. (laughs) Even though I never really thought about it before, but (laughs) sounds like me. (laughs) and then for 12th house i would say that they might not let everyone know how much they need privacy or even like the stability that they crave 
Um, but it is really important that they have that in order to feel comfortable with themselves. Um, when you give yourself space, it's easier for you to feel grounded. So, um, you know, other people probably don't realize that that's even an issue for people who have 12th house Taurus. But once you actually feel like, once you let people in, they do realize that you just may never actually voice that to them. That was, yeah. I'm like processing. I totally that, so. agree. <laughs> yeah. I told, yeah, it's like, I know. I feel like, I, t- I feel like 12th house Taurus would be hard. Although yeah. Venus is exalted in Pisces. So I would just think that like 12th house would really like daydreaming about all the things that they want to have. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. So I'm super thankful for all the things that I have because I'm a Pisces and I'm thankful for Ashley for popping up uh, <laughs> to talk about Taurus season with us because none of us are Tauruses. Um, so thank you for bringing the bull and leaving the horns. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I and had a great time. We'll have to have you back. I've had such so much fun with you today. It's always a good time with you. Absolutely. Um, count me in. This has been great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and you also know astrology, so like, you already like live that it's just a transit mo- uh, mantra. I think you were there when we created it, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it feels really full circle and really good to have you on the podcast to round us out for Taurus season and to set off spring. I love it. Um, and I love all of you. Miss Jenny Deer, why don't you take us out of here? You got it, Space Daddy. Permission to take off. Granted. Thank you, Space Daddy. Well, for those of you who are hoping to follow along, you can always reach us on Instagram at It's Just a Transit. Feel like sending us a private email to ask us a question? You can do that too at It's Just a Transit podcast at gmail.com. Got any questions? Wanting any more? You can head to our Patreon. You'll probably find it on Patreon slash It's Just a Transit podcast. It's how you can find us on most things, by the way. I think that's it. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if people were trying to find you, do you want to be found? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio moon. Of course not. <laughs> Excellent. Just wanted to confirm. But Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with it's, us. I think that about covers it. Right, yeah. Josh? Yeah, I was going to say, let's all get a snack and take a nap. <laughs> yes. We'll see you all next time when we talk about the nodes. Until then, it's just a transit. Bye. We love you. Bye. You're the best. Woo. We did it. Yay. The crowd goes wild! Jinx! 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 Jinx!